0: And amen. All right, take your Bibles. Turn to the Book of Proverbs, chapter twenty-one. Chapter twenty-one. As I said, there, my prayer will be finishing up this uh, chapter, Lord willing. Uh, it's my intention, anyway. Uh, but uh, tonight, you know, again, we're we're uh, throughout the rest of the book, we're not really going to talk about anything new as far as new subject matter. But what I've been trying to do is, because a lot of these things are repetitive, but applied in different ways, and that's why I like the book of Proverbs so much. And uh, so these are things that we've talked about already, uh, but tonight we're going to look at it uh, in light of the kinds of people that we don't want to have rub off on us and uh, uh, i know that's not eloquent speech but uh, i just like to put it the way we understand it amen and uh, uh, you know uh, there's we're going to see here a lot of different types of people uh, that we need to be aware of and we've talked about this already before and i know a lot of times and it's true a lot of times we kind of look at this in a way you know uh, trying to protect our young people from being influenced the wrong way but it's not just young people. You know, I, I've seen it in my own life. You know, There's been times uh, you know, over the last few years, that is until I got here, that I was, uh, I was preaching quite a bit, traveling around, but there might be a few weeks where I didn't have anything going on, and my brother's a general contractor, so I would go help him with a project or whatever, and uh, I would be stuck working you know, with, with, with men that probably aren't saved and, and around a lot of things, and I'm not saying that I fell into that, But being around that, it had an effect on me. You know, it it, it rubbed off on me to a certain extent. And I dare say though, if we're not careful about that, if we continue in on that, we can pick up some of those attitudes and habits. And you know, I'm not saying you're gonna fall into sin and do what they're doing but uh, what i'm trying to get you to understand is no matter what age you are if you're around somebody a lot or around a certain group of people those things can rub off on you <laughs> amen and and uh so we all need to be aware of that tonight I, I don't care how old you are or how strong a christian you think you are as well and so we're going to be looking at uh, those types of people we need to be aware of there. And, and then uh, at the end of the message, we'll look at the, the last two verses, and we'll just really talk about the futility really of living that way. In other words, the futility of those types of people really who are working against God uh, that feel they don't need to trust in His ways. Now, you know, certainly they can be saved, amen. We're not saying that. Uh, but uh, uh, certainly we don't want anybody to step off into eternity thinking they don't need God and uh, so we'll look at the futility of that And, and as i said a while ago i think these are things that that most of us in here tonight would understand you know a wise person understands again the influence of others on their own life uh as i said you know if you're around certain people enough pretty soon they'll start to rub off on you and uh so you know that's why i don't hang out with the men out there in the foyer a lot uh you know, you ever notice that? I don't, I don't hang around that much. If, if I do, I, I kind of go through real quick because I don't want that rubbing off on me. And uh, so, but uh, 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 but we're going to see uh, several, again, different types of people, again, that we should avoid. Now, what I mean by that, you know, we want to reach the loss. We're not talking about shunning people. We're not talking about isolation. But people that we don't want to, to influence us in, in a negative way, uh, in other words, avoid Uh, they're becoming a bad influence on us. Again, not letting them rub off on you. So we'll jump right into it. Number one, um, we'll uh, read the verse and then we'll give you the point here. So we're beginning there with verse 24. We left off verse 23 of Proverbs 21 last week. So Proverbs chapter 21, verse 24, uh, the Bible says, proud and haughty scorner uh, is his name who dealeth in proud wrath. We see a lot of pride and arrogance and all kinds of things in that one little verse there. And so number one is be aware of those who deal, we're going to call this in proud wrath. You know, there are some people who glorify, uh, who uh, revel in rebellion. In other words, they, they, it makes them feel better to be haughty. It does, you know, in other words, they... They love proving a point, they love putting somebody down, they, they love winning an argument, even to the point they'll start an argument just to win. And, you know, sometimes we got to wonder why and, and, you know, scornful, uh, in other words, argumentative, you know, why, why are some people that way? Um, and, then, and not only that, uh, and we see a lot of this, you know, certainly in news today, where those that disagree with someone, it's not that they just dis- disagree with them, but they want to mock those that they disagree with. You know, they want to, they want to grind them into the dirt. They want to humiliate them. They want to, they want to you know, uh, sour their reputation. Whatever they can do, you know, to, to cast a negative light on those people. And really, that's what we're talking about here is proud wrath, scornful. Uh, and we, you know, we ask the question, what motivates you know, people to be that way? And I suppose the answers to that could be many. But, but at the end of the day, really what this verse is teaching us uh, in proud wrath is it's pride and arrogance. In other words, the, that word haughty, that's proud and haughty. Uh, and you know, we've talked about this before, that we all think our opinion usually is the way that it is, you know. We're all real sure about our opinions tonight, right? <laughs> you know, and, uh, But uh, they see their way as the only way. Uh, and they defend it in a way that, again, that, that hurts others. I mean, it doesn't bother them a bit uh, to do that. But again, that, that prideful wrath, they want to hurt others. They want to make them feel small, degrade them. And so that's what we're talking about. They're proud in their wrath. And uh, some people might admire that, uh, you know, and say, well, that's what it takes to get ahead. But I'm just telling you, God doesn't like that. God's not pleased with that at all, amen? Uh, as we see here, uh, God doesn't like that in a person at all. And, and if we want to be right with God tonight, and I hope we want to be right with God tonight, we shouldn't either, amen? And uh, so, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with having a strong personality, those types of things. Uh, but we need to be real careful about that and not let that kind of behavior rub off uh, on us, amen and and be influenced by it. so number one, beware of those who deal in proud wrath. Number two, uh, number two, look at verse twenty five he says, "The desire of the slothful. here we go again, talking about lazy people. Uh, the desire of the slothful killeth him. that's you know, now that word killeth means what you think it means. It's talking about dying uh, for his hands refuse to labor. Um, and we've talked about this uh, several times throughout the book of Proverbs. Uh, as God brings it up, Um, and, you know, we've talked about how there are those, you know, in our, in my opinion, our government uh, caters to this, uh, makes it easy for people to do this, but there are those who can work, but won't, you know, that's, you know, that's the whole problem, you know, that we have, Um, and, uh, of course, I've said before, you know, in these words, that laziness, it's one of the scourges of America today, I don't think people really see it as harmful to our country as it is i mean it it's ruining our country folks just you know it, it is i mean it's we we just have a bunch of laziness and slothfulness in our country today and it's it's not good uh and certainly our country again is becoming uh, a people uh and it isn't just you know a lot of times we look at the young, these younger folks these days they're lazy well it's not just the younger folks it's been going on for a few generations and And uh, it's becoming a people of slothfulness. Uh, And and again, I know I throw this word around a lot, but uh, there might be two words, I don't know. But, but, you know, the whole self-entitlement mentality, uh, slothfulness, laziness, uh, selfishness, pride, all that is connected. Uh, And it just seems like that we're, uh, our country is doing things to encourage that. Uh, And it'll be the ruin of us. And, uh, again, a lot of people, uh, you know, every once in a while I run across, especially if I run across a young man, even a young lady that's working hard, it just blesses my heart. It's like a breath of fresh air. So I thank the Lord for that. But, but I think we'd all have to agree that there are many out there that just refuse to work. I mean, it's just like they work harder at not working than if they would just work. You know, And, and there's people out there that don't have a job, that are looking for a job. That's not what I'm talking about. We're talking about people who could be working, but they're not. Uh, and that results in a lot of things, uh, crime, uh, you know, health. You know, I don't think it's good for somebody. I, I think I believe that a lot, especially I would say, I can't say for young ladies, but particularly for young men, I don't think it's good for their mental, you know, their, their thinking. I mean, God, you know, a young man just can't sit around and do nothing all day. It, it's going to start hurting him emotionally. And I think that we see that some of the behavior issues that we have out there, uh, and so really it's not a uh, it's not a mental issue; it's a spiritual issue. It's not doing what God says, and that says if you want to eat, you need work, right? And uh, so, um, and of course, the the problem is, and, and the Bible never teaches this. We're we're to help the needy, absolutely, uh, but not those that can work. Uh, uh, but again, they tend to turn to the ones who do work, <laughs> you know, and and we know what's going on there uh but it's almost today it's almost they demand their needs being met it's like hey you owe me you know i don't have you have so you owe me and certainly that's not uh that's not american but that's not a biblical either that's not how god works and um and uh you know i'll say this that that people who are slothful lazy that is they like being around other lazy people you know Uh, the old saying is i don't know if it's biblical but misery loves company you know um and uh uh, people, you know, that desire uh, food, shelter, and clothing, but they will not work, you know, but yet they envy those who do work. And they become the object of their scorn. You know, these people that are getting upset at, at people are the ones that's working and feeding them, you know, and I, I've never understood that. And so they are, I mean, we, we've seen it around. They're a miserable lot. Um, and again, the the verse is very... Uh, sobering there, the desire of the slothful killeth him. You know, and uh, you know. So again, we understand biblical times were different than they are today. But, but uh, um, they're they're uh, they they if they don't get saved, you know, they die hating the world, and feeling sorry for themselves. I mean, they, they, they die in that. And and uh, so the desires of the slothful killeth them. And so certainly we don't want laziness rubbing off on us. Amen. All right, number three. I'll go on about that one a lot longer. That's kind of a pet peeve of mine. But uh, number three, look at verse 26. It says, He coveteth uh, greedily all the day long, but the righteous giveth and spareth not. Um, now, verse 25 and 26 certainly could and, and probably do go together, uh, but there's a couple different subjects there. In other words, I think the thought process is still going on about the slothful. Verse 26, he coveteth greedily. Now, this is interesting. Uh, You know, what I'm trying to get you to understand, a lot of times we think of somebody that's greedy. The picture we have is some old rich miser. You know, he's got all kinds of money, and you know, buried in the ground everywhere and has all this money and, you know, and he lives in in a shack and wears rags. But he's so greedy, he don't want to spend any of his money. But he has a bunch of it. And certainly that can be true. But, you know, lazy and poor people can be just as greedy. They just don't have it. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> In other words, they're, they they can certainly be as greedy as somebody that's rich. They just don't happen to be rich, and so their attitude towards money is is the same. And, and again, it's their desire, their want, their wishes to be fulfilled. Um, and really, you know, that getting back to the laziness part of it, it's really selfishness and. And, and, you know, somebody that's like that, in other words, they don't want to do anything, but they want everything, that's, I mean, that's the epitome of selfishness, <laughs> you know. That's, that's not good. Um, uh, in other words, they don't want to give anything of themselves. Now, in verse 26, it mentions the righteous there. The righteous giveth and spareth not. Uh, those, the righteous in this case, is just simply talking about people that are right with God. They're, and when you're right with God, you're right with other people, right? Isn't that how that works? And and so they certainly work hard. They're very giving. They give generously. And uh, so we, you know, certainly we're not talking uh, about not helping others. Uh, But at the end of the day, we we don't want uh, laziness and greediness uh, to to rub off on us. Amen? All right, number four, look at verse 27. Verse 27 says, The sacrifice of the wicked is abomination. Uh, How much more when he bringeth it with a wicked mind. And so, uh, number four, beware of the sacrifices of the wicked. And this has to do with what we're going to call tonight hypocritical worship. And what I mean by that, it's those that who use the, you know, we think of Old Testament times and and we think of sacrifices and those types of things. And uh, so what he's saying here is there, there are those that lived a wicked life, but they thought because they brought their sacrifice to the tabernacle, to the temple later on, that God was okay with that. And certainly uh, God makes it clear that he's not. The sacrifice of the wicked is abomination. And so in other words, they were pretending to be something they weren't, which is the true definition of being, uh, being a, a hypocrite. Uh, in other words, they used the act of sacrifice and worship really to, to, for a front, really to mask what they truly were. Now today that would be those that go through the motions maybe on Sunday, uh, uh Maybe even Wednesday or what have you. Uh, they sing the hymns. They, Amen. The preacher. Uh, um, but on Monday morning, they treat the waitress at the local restaurant like dirt. Amen. The reason I use that, so I'm kind of partial to that. My mom waited tables for like 48 years at the same place, and uh, 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 she didn't get saved till later in life, and and uh she she would tell me some awful stories and it was usually sunday after church how people treated her you know and uh you know so i'm a little a little partial a little sensitive to that but it is true i remember one time i won't say when or where but i was with a group of preachers and there was a couple preachers there that just really i was really frustrated with them the way they were treating that poor little waitress she was messing up not doing a good job but she you know it's it's a stinking plate of food all right <laughs> you know and americans aren't hurting for food amen <laughs> you know and and so you know uh listen you know but whether it's a waitress the person you know at the cash register if they still do cash registers i don't know i don't go to the store anymore but but i you know understand what i'm saying you know we, we can't go to church and and be all holy and righteous and sing in the hymns and then go out in the world and 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 treat people wrong that's i believe that's an abomination to god amen. amen i believe that with all my heart uh and so we don't want we don't want that to to rub uh, off on us amen and uh and so again it's uh you know we can say you know that same mouth that we sing these hymns with but then we go out and run down another brother or sister in christ <laughs> that's the sacrifice of the wicked and god says it's abomination uh, in Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 1, I've been spending some time in the book of Ecclesiastes. The book of Ecclesiastes, if you know, was written by Solomon. And uh, really it's, it's, uh, uh, it, it shows the vanity of simply just living for the things of this world. But it's a, it's a tough book sometimes. I mean, there's some things i got to, you know, I, I get into it every once in a while. I've preached out of, used certain verses in the book of, of Ecclesiastes to preach out of. But uh, I've never done a study through it because I tell you, it's going to be difficult because, I mean, it's, it's pretty hard sometimes. But he says in Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 1, Solomon says, Keep thy foot when thou goest to the house of God, and be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifice of fools, for they consider not that they do evil. And what he was saying here basically is saying, look, you know, if you're not going for the right reasons, you ought not go because God's not pleased with that amen and uh, so now that was old testament times i don't want to give you the wrong impression there but i'm just trying to get you to understand god is not pleased with the sacrifices of the wicked and only a fool would think that trying to use the act of worship to cover their carnality works i mean only a fool would think that and and uh, uh certainly would be hypocritical so those are certainly the kinds of people we don't want to rub off on us amen to that right uh number five look at verse 28 a false witness shall perish uh, but the man that heareth speaketh constantly. Um, this is one of those verses that I've never really been able to figure out. Uh, number five, beware of false witnesses. I'll just focus on the first part of the verse because I just, I'm not sure where I'm at on the second part of the verse, although I do think it's talking about being influenced by what others hear. Um, uh, in other words, that speaking speaketh constantly is like saying everything. Um, but to me, it's it's just really hard to get my arms around it, and even reading the commentaries, I still don't come up with an answer. So I'll just uh, go with what I know. And uh, the first part of that, the first part of that verse, certainly is easy to understand. Uh, the thing with false witnesses is that they'll tell you things that you may want to hear sometimes. You know, uh, maybe at that moment they're supporting your agenda, and for a season that kind of seems convenient to kind of rub elbows with them um but you don't want to do that amen that's that's an integrity issue first of all right and uh so you know if, if you know you'll find yourself saying well i don't believe what they said about that but i do believe what they said about this you know so that's that's not good right and uh, so you know uh, a a tail bearer, a false witness a liar i mean you can't trust them <laughs> you know and uh certainly you don't want that uh in other words, what we might think, we might begin to believe is, well, you know, uh, sometimes it's okay not to be truthful. Sometimes it is. Certainly the world would back that up. Uh, but the Bible teaches elsewhere, not just here, but elsewhere, that that's false witnesses and the, the actual word abomination is certainly used. And uh, so certainly that's uh, people that we certainly wouldn't want rubbing off on us. So we wouldn't ever want to partner with somebody like that for any reason because, you can't trust somebody, again, who's a false witness. All right, so number six, number six, we're moving right along here. Uh, look at verse 29. A wicked man hardeneth his face, and uh, but as for the upright, he directeth his way. And so now we're back to countenance again. You know, uh, you know our, our facial expressions are, are so important. And uh, But really, this is, it's, it's not so much countenance, I suppose. It's, certainly, it's a look. But number six is beware of those who are bold in their wickedness. And so what this is teaching here is somebody that has a defiant face. Um, in other words, they, they have a defiant face. They are intentionally having a defiant face because they want people to know that they're mad, that they're displeased. They want everybody to know it. Okay, And uh, today I was thinking about this, uh, you know, you know, I'm always amazed at people that get upset about something on social media and, and instantly begin to type, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just, you know, out of reflex, you know, just boom. And then all these things get said. And, and I guarantee you there's a lot of things that people go, boy, I wish I hadn't said that. Uh, but it's out there then. But, again, that's our nature. We want people to know that we don't like something, you know. I want people to know that I'm upset. Uh, and, and I suppose there are places for that. In other words, uh, you know, I knew when my mom and dad wasn't exactly pleased with my behavior if we were in a crowd somewhere. You know, the look. <laughs> so I'm not totally dismissing that. But uh, I think y'all know what I mean here. In other words, this is these are people that are just so self-absorbed. It's, it's part of their arsenal to, to get what they want. You know, it's it's bullying in a lot of ways. So they use a hard look to try to intimidate uh, another, and that's what this is talking about. Um, and but it's also uh, an interesting side note to this. Um, certainly, when we talk about the defiant face, this would be somebody that that uh, they're they're simply and deliberately, you know, in the wrong. In other words, they don't care you know, what other people think. They certainly don't care what, what, what God thinks. In other words, there's the, the tightening of the jaw, you know. I'm not going to back down, you know. Uh, even though, you know, they're in the wrong, and no matter, you know, no matter what the Bible says, again, we go back to what we talked about, haughty pride. You know, they're, they're proud in their rebellion. And that's certainly something the world promotes today, but God's certainly not pleased with that. So we certainly don't want uh, that kind of behavior rubbing rubbing off on us today. All right, number seven. I'm going to change this a little bit. And uh, so number seven, uh, we're going to talk about the futility of these types of people. In other words, why you don't want this to rub off on you tonight, okay? So look at verse 30. It says, there is no wisdom, nor understanding, nor counsel against the Lord. Boy, don't the lost and dying world need to understand that? Don't the evolutionists need to figure that out? Amen? You know, I mean, there's, there's so many, you know, the socialists, the communists. They, listen, they, you know, there is no counsel against the Lord. Nobody, nobody is ever going to prove God wrong. Many have been trying it. You know, they defy His word. They try to make light of the Bible uh you know try to run christianity down make it about hate uh being narrow-mindedness whatever the case may be but i'm just telling you there is no counsel against god (laughs) and a lot of people don't understand that and so that's why it's futile Uh, and then verse 31 says the horse is prepared against the day of battle but safety uh that word safety is deliverance but safety is of the lord you know, God may give us some wisdom in order to face this world, protect our family, may even give us some type of physical ability to be able to defend our family or what have you, but it's, at the end of the day, it's God that delivers. And to resist God and to push God away, you're really killing yourself. You're, you're undermining yourself, your family, you know uh, it's a dangerous thing amen (laughs) you know uh, uh, i was trying to think of that old message uh, hands of an angry god sinners who's that william Carey was that or no no it wasn't billy sunday it was way before him yeah uh jonathan edwards is john yeah jonathan edwards yeah and uh, because that's back there uh late 1700s but sinners in the hands of an angry God. Just Google it and read that message. And so it, it's it's certainly futile to be the enemy of God, you know, and to, to go against the things of God. Now, certainly there are people that, that, you know, don't know and do things ignorantly. But we're just talking about those people, again, that tighten that jaw. It's futile to do that. And certainly we don't want that kind of people rubbing off on us, right? Uh, you know, we think about, you know, dealing in proud wrath, being slothful, greedy, uh, Hypocritical in our worship, being a false witness, bold in our wickedness—these types of people, try as they may, uh, unless they get saved, now they can be saved. But if they leave this world that way, they—they're never going to succeed against God. Nobody has ever succeeded against God. Amen. You either get saved or you spend eternity in hell. That's the only two options. And, um, but certainly they will ultimately fail in this world. And again, if not saved, they'll fail in the world to come if they persist. And uh, so, you know, deliverance, safety, certainly is only uh, in the Lord. And so we, we always need to remember that. So that's why we don't want this kind of behavior rubbing off uh, on us uh, uh, tonight. So a wise person will not allow certain types of people to rub off on them. Very simple, very simple, practical, but truthful message and uh our you know our testimony folks has to be maintained at all times you know i think that's so important to understand uh and certainly there are times when the bible makes it clear again that there are certain people that you know we do need to separate from you know um you know that hey being around them brings out the worst to me i i need to stay away from that amen you know and uh, again a lot of times we look at that in the in the realm of our young people uh, but certainly uh, any of us tonight uh, need to be aware of that as well so let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed and